the happy news in the world this week. So let's get into it. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Welcome, welcome, welcome back for another week of Category Is. Happy belated B Day. Beyonce celebrated her 40th birthday on Saturday, 9 4 21. Um, Shout out to Get Me Bodied. Um, Labor Day was on this past Monday, um, which means it's essentially the end of the summer, um, unofficial end of summer, because I think technically it doesn't end for like a few more weeks. Uh, Kids are back in school and parents can finally go back to not caring about their kids' uh, schoolwork. And I know one thing, if I had to homeschool my kids, I might be upset and mad as some of these parents were too, because... Y'all ain't finna be interrupting my young and arrestless, okay? I'm trying to figure out what Victor Newman is doing. Him and Nikki got so much drama all the time. <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, Philly got flooded out, mudded out, gutted out the other day. Um, the remnants of uh, Hurricane Ida, by the time it got to us, it was just like a tropical depression. But um, Mama had enough rain to flood out the river and philly is weird because it's between two rivers but um so the one river the schuylkill river um is on kind of like the western side of the city and so it overflowed because we didn't get much to me we didn't get much rain in the city but where i live is more it's more elevated um it's like a higher elevation than than uh center city which is our downtown and so um where the river is, I guess, is lower, so it overflowed, ran, <laughs> and flooded out the interstate. Like downtown was flooded, and I just see like all the videos, like by the art museum. Um, it was legit, like flooded out, <laughs> and it was funny because people started jumping into jumping from like we have these overpasses, these streets that run over the interstate, and people were jumping from. The, the overpass diving into the muddy flooded out water that was uh, flooding the interstate and ooh, yeah i just hope they saw a doctor real quick after that or maybe they probably got their mutant powers by now they probably kicked in because that is the only uh, outcome i could see happening from that because i would not be in that water at all the city put out like a a tweet that said if you were in that water you need to go get a tetanus shot immediately because you you just never know what was in there but um what else did i do so since we were flooded out couldn't go anywhere we were supposed to have our doggy training session but the trainer canceled because of the flooding so like i said we're at like a higher elevation where all the flooding happened it was legit like maybe six blocks down but maybe like a block from where the pet um, store is and so she was like i you know I, I just want everyone to be safe and i don't want to you know you to have to come down I'm like girl we'll be fine but anyway <laughs> so that was the update for that we'll have to reschedule and then do that again another time but i so i spent the weekend kind of watching this show um reality show that i for some reason i just never it never appealed to me to like watch it, but Love and Marriage Huntsville. It's in its third season. Um, 
if you haven't seen it already, it's like a good watch. Initially, I thought it was going to be like super like religious and Christian and and, you know, it's in Huntsville. So some Bama's down there, but it's actually interesting. It follows um, three main couples. I think they just added like a fourth this time. So there's two brothers. Uh, one is also named Maurice. Uh, and then so it's him and his brother, their wives. Um, and then the third couple, well, they were a couple, but they ended up getting divorced because the guy was like, he had a, like a five year, five year long affair. And then the wife found out about it like two years ago, but she still stayed with him two more years. And then I guess she found out that he was still seeing her when he said he wasn't. So then that was like the catalyst for the divorce. Cause like, yeah, but they got drama. Um, and then they added this fourth couple who they're just kind of messy, but it's actually interesting. Interesting watch. It brings up a lot of different topics because there's like blended families, you know, stepmom, stepdad, kid, like kids involved, um, things like that. So it does bring up a lot of a lot of interesting topics, and they just got messy drama too. And messy Wanda, <laughs> one of the ladies' moms, her name is Wanda, and uh, she's just a hot mess. She comes in, she gets it started. Like, some of the episodes are boring, but if Miss Wanda came in, you know, it's going to pop all the way off on there. So let's hop into what you're drinking for this week. Is my official last drink of summer. We're after Labor Day, and, you know, Labor Day is like that marker of, you know, now you're transitioning into fall. Pumpkin spice is already popping off. And, you know, there's certain things you're not supposed to do after Labor Day, like not wear white shoes, things like that. And I always I always get um, some backlash because I say <laughs> that there's certain foods that you can't eat after Labor Day. Similar like rule, like you, potato salad. That's a summer food. You eat it at the cookout, at the barbecue, you know, at the family reunion, all those events, you know, usually during the summer. So it's like a cold, you know, it's also cold. So it's like, eh, you know, cold food. Another one, banana pudding. It's cold. I don't eat <laughs> potato. Well, I don't like mayonnaise, so I don't eat potato salad that much anyway. But I definitely do not eat banana pudding after Labor Day. So I'm going to see y'all next summer with the banana pudding. Favorite recipe is the... Paula Deen, Nacho Mama's banana pudding. Then you put the chessmen cookies on top instead of the vanilla wafers. Bomb. It's everything. But yeah, got my fruity Mai Tai for this week. Y'all drink responsibly and let's get into the categories. Uh, just a few brief categories this week because I do have my guest coming on in a few. Main category of this week is <laughs> Cardi Barty, Bangin' Body, Spicy Mommy. Now she's a mom of two. She just gave birth on Saturday, November, <laughs> November September 4th. Shares a birthday with Beyonce. Um, so she had a baby boy. It's her second child. His fifth? Her baby daddy is, or her husband, <laughs> I shouldn't say baby daddy, but her husband is um, offset from the Amigos. And he has his fifth 
child. I believe he has the same amount of baby mamas as Nick Cannon. I don't know. Somebody fact check that real quick, but um, they fertile. That's all I'm going to say. There's no, <laughs> no word on the name just yet. It'll probably be something with a K because I, I think his name, his real name starts with a K. Um, but again, fact check me on that. So his other kids are named Cody with a K, Culture with a K, Kalia, 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 with the K and the last one is Jordan <laughs> which is not a K but it's kind of weird because like don't you hate when the parents kind of mess up the theme like all your kids have one their names start with the same letter and then one of them doesn't it's just always off to me but shit I can't talk my parents did the same thing <laughs> with my little brother so my older brother and I, our names start with the same letter. And then my younger brother's name starts with a different letter. But his nickname starts with the same letter as our name. So it all, you know, it all evens out. <laughs> so anyway, congrats to them on a new addition to their family. Hands for Cardi B because she clipped them nails. She did have them did, but they were much shorter than they usually are. She usually has those like pointy uh stiletto like long nails and you just ain't cleaning up no baby or your private area as well with them long as nails so tens for y'all before we welcome my next guest to the show if it's your first time joining me here at category is now's a good time to hit that subscribe button so that you get a notification anytime a new episode premieres my next guest to the show, her name is Tamara, rhymes with camera, Zoner, <laughs> rhymes with stoner, I guess. So Tamara Zoner is a speaker and life coach. She's on a mission to create greater happiness in the world by teaching individuals and groups the actions and habits of happiness. She's a show, not tell, single mom. Tamara demonstrates daily how to create a life that you love. So welcome to the show, Tamara. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Maurice? I am wonderful. So you have to explain this to me. You're a happiness coach. Tell me a little bit more, more about that. So research has found that the difference between happy people and unhappy people is it really comes right down to our habits. And so I teach people the actions and habits of happiness because it's accessible to anybody mm -hmm. and it takes a little bit of work. And so bit. once we know kind of how our brains work and how we can uh, take action to support our brains and our overall happiness health, then we can be happier on a daily basis. Okay. So are you happy every day? Of course not. <laughs> I mean, I actually am. I am happy every day, but I also experience a lot of other emotions every mm -hmm. day and a lot of other emotional states. And so mm -hmm. the thing is, after years and years of practicing habits of happiness, I move quite fluidly between mm -hmm. emotional states. And so I don't get stuck. Like a lot of people will get stuck in sadness mm -hmm. or, you know, feeling down or frustration or overwhelm. Whereas because I've practiced, and I am always saying happiness is a practice, mm -hmm. I can move quite fluidly from one emotion into another because I allow them all. And so it's, you know, it's just like water flowing. Emotions right. flow and I move with them. Mm -hmm. 
my older brother, he has this theory. He said <laughs> that you can't trust someone who's like happy all the time. So think like Reese Witherspoon. She always seems like bubbly and excited and just, you know, overall happy because, you know, I think, you know, like you said, there is kind of like that ebb and flow of the different emotions. But if someone is just overly happy, like all the time, maybe they're kind of like suppressing or repressing I'm some sure. of those other feelings and just not letting those, you know, kind of come through. I totally would agree with that. And I would say too, we only see what people show us. Right. Right. I am sure mm -hmm. she's not happy all the time. She's a single mom. She <laughs> yeah. went through divorce. She is an actress, first of all. So that comes with a whole other bag of stuff. stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, and that's, I think the thing that people really need to be clear on about happiness is that it, it really means contentedness okay. and easily mm -hmm. flowing between emotional states and just knowing that when you when you are happier when you've kind of raised what we call your happiness set point to a higher level it's easier mm -hmm. to return to that state of peace and well-being it doesn't mean we're there all the time mm -hmm. i have teenagers i get mad <laughs> <laughs> i'm a single mom i can feel overwhelmed and and yet my baseline is mm -hmm. pretty content and happy. Okay. Because I so, put in the work. Yeah. So happiness and contentedness mm -hmm. are more, are like one and the same. Are they, they inter interrelate or? I, I think they're interrelated. I, people ask it a lot, right? And so we're not always going to feel happy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like when you're playing with your new puppy, you probably feel really <laughs> happy, but when he pees on your carpet, you probably don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there is though this level when we've put in the time and effort to really uh, create a good hygiene routine for mm -hmm. our happiness it's just like if you want to have healthy teeth you have to brush them every day a couple mm -hmm. of times and floss too happiness is the same and so we can have this baseline of general contentedness and then flow in between other emotional states as life presents you know challenges mm -hmm. and yet still be like no but i'm good i'm okay right like this thing happened and I was up here for a minute or down here for a minute or a day or a week. Mm -hmm. And I know how to get myself back into a state that feels good and safe and calm and content. Yeah. And that is happiness. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you like, what are some timeframes or is it just dependent upon the situation and the person and, you know, maybe their coping mechanisms and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It definitely is person to person. Mm -hmm. And from what I've seen in now like seven years of active coaching mm -hmm. is that the more we're willing to feel what we feel, the shorter that process is. Right. Okay. Right. So mm -hmm. if we stuff our emotions, we're not willing to feel the crap in our lives or the stress at work and mm -hmm. we just stuff and stuff and stuff, then those that's going to stick with us. And if we allow it to just come up and we, we cry when we need to cry and maybe we yell if we feel like yelling and maybe we just sit with our emotions and allow them to be, then it can take seconds instead of weeks. Weeks. Yeah. So what um, are some areas that like some of your clients are most unhappy with in their lives? People feel stuck. People feel stuck mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times at a job they don't like mm -hmm. 
uh, people feel stuck in relationships that aren't making them happy. Mm-hmm. And people have uh, really sometimes awful relationships with themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's that self-talk that we start with. Like, what are you saying to yourself? Mm-hmm. How are you talking to yourself? Are you, are you like the biggest jerk you've ever known in your own head? Or are you loving and supportive and compassionate? Mm-hmm. And that's where I always start with people because what we're telling ourselves is what we're going to experience. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I look outside and I'm here in the Metro Detroit area of Michigan, it's a gorgeous sunny day. But if I just notice the weeds that are growing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in my flowers, then I'm not going to experience all the joy that that sunshine has to offer. Mm-hmm. But if I've trained my brain to notice more of the flowers and the breeze and the trees and the bird and, and the, the cute birds. little chipmunk that's mm-hmm. eating, you know, something out there, <laughs> then I'm going to experience that. And so it, it really is starting with awareness mm-hmm. and noticing how you're thinking and how you're speaking to yourself. And then after taking some time to really get to know how you're treating yourself, mm-hmm. If you don't like it, if it doesn't feel good, if it's not supportive, then you start to make changes in habits and you catch yourself in those bullying thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's where we practice self-compassion. And we start there. And nobody is ever stuck anywhere in my perspective. We're Mm -hmm. always at choice. If you don't like the job that you have, you can actually leave it. And people will say, oh, no, I can't. I need a paycheck. Yes, but there are so many other jobs. Other ways, yeah. (laughs) So many other jobs. (laughs) So it's not, um, but it's not so much ignoring the bad stuff. It's kind of just managing the feelings around it. Yeah, and -hmm. accepting that that is part of life, you Mm -hmm. know? Life is full of all sorts of challenges, and the way we look at them, we can look at them as blocks in our lives, or we can look at them as opportunities. And we have control over our own perspective. And mm-hmm. it might not feel like that when we haven't practiced, you know, conscious living right. and awareness, but it's always there. And that's why, you know, there are coaches like me to teach people. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm a coach and I'm also a teacher. Mm-hmm. teach people how to repattern their thoughts mm-hmm. so that their neurology changes and so right. that their life changes. Cool. So on the opposite end, so I know someone who's just miserable all the time and they seem to only focus on like the negative things that happen to them. And it's very, are you familiar with the term, um, the phrase uh, external locus of control, mm-hmm. like they just feel like things are happening to them yes. and they're not able to, you know, kind of correct or change or, you know, do anything like that. So if you encounter, say, someone who has that external, like everything is just happening to me, I can't control anything. How do you approach that? Like it's one of those people who just everything's always half empty you know, the gloomy (laughs) clouds, they're not seeing the silver lining or, you know, anything else. You know, I, that first of all is a trauma response. Mm. Like stuff has happened in their lives Mm -hmm. and it's easier to have that negative outlook because it feels safer for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they have to just start where they're at and Mm -hmm. recognize that. And not everyone 
wants to change. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. some of us, first of all, our brains are predispositioned toward the negative. Mm-hmm. It's how we evolved. It's how we survived. And, and so that still exists, even though we don't need it in the same way for our survival. Mm-hmm. And so then stuff happens in life, maybe early childhood, maybe they were handed a rough deck of cards, you know, a rough hand, and it's safer for them to just expect bad stuff okay. and, mm-hmm. and think that way. Mm-hmm. And it's really only if they want to change that they can change. I like to, instead of saying everything happens to me, everything happens for me. Everything happens for me. Good stuff, mm-hmm. bad stuff. Bad stuff, yeah. It's all for me, and it's up to me to make the meaning. And that's the other cool thing about life. We get to make our own meaning. We can make up whatever we want to. <laughs> really, this is a make-believe life, right? <laughs> if, like, I got divorced, right? I could have made it mean that I don't deserve love, that I'm a a terrible person or a terrible parent because I didn't stay in this marriage. Mm -hmm. Instead, I made it mean that now I can be the mom that I really want to be. I can parent in the way that feels good to me. I can have an opportunity for real love, Mm -hmm. you know, and a relationship that feels good and harmonious. So we can make meaning out of anything. And I know some people don't like that. Uh, it all happens for a reason. Maybe not. Maybe it is a random universe. And I can still choose to right. learn from it, to grow mm-hmm. from it, and to make it mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think, um, like, even when bad things happen, you can also you can always spin it into something positive. Oh, that relationship didn't work out? Okay, well, that wasn't the relationship that I was meant to be in. You know, yeah. something better is out there for me. Yes. You know, this job sucks. <laughs> I'm going to quit or I got <laughs> fired, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that's not where I was meant to be, you know, and I'll, you know, be able to have my purpose or find my purpose, you know, doing something that brings me happiness and joy every single day. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, like you said, condition yourself to think about the positive in every yeah. situation. It really is a practice. Our, mm-hmm. Like our brain's register a negative in just split seconds Mm -hmm. and it actually takes 20 seconds for our brains to register a positive oh wow yeah and so we really have to notice it and then savor it so Mm -hmm. that it sticks and the more we do that the easier it gets and that's Mm -hmm. why a lot of experts will recommend a gratitude practice because like a journal yeah like a journal Mm -hmm. written gratitude is very powerful and Mm -hmm. you literally uh, create new neural pathways in your brain mm-hmm. that okay. start to notice the positive things. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. So the more you notice it and lean in and savor it, the mm-hmm. more you'll experience. And one of mm-hmm. my favorite quotes ever is what you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. Oh, wow. So okay. if I'm putting my attention on the stuff I don't want, I'm still mm-hmm. going to get more of it. But if I put my attention on what I do want, then I'll get more of that too. Awesome. I like that. I like that. So thinking about, you know, the past year and a half or so with the pandemic and, and, you know, just all the life stresses that, that came from that, you know, job insecurity, losing loved ones, you know, this health uncertainty. Um, a lot of people, you know, had kids and they had to, you know, teach their kids at home, you know, uh-huh. and then a lot of rela- relationships um, ended because, 
you know, people who are stuck at home in situations. <laughs> Together all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So when thinking about those and how would, how do you approach, you know, finding the happiness or the joy in, in those moments? Again, it comes down to looking for it. You know, I personally, I have three kids and this year they're going into seventh, 10th and 11th grade. Oh, wow. And they all ended up being virtual, at mm-hmm. least for some portion of last year. And frankly, I loved it. They're older, so I get it. Mm-hmm. With little kids, it's a whole lot harder. I could mm-hmm. still go to work. I was still working when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I am working now too, but for myself. Then I was still working for a company. Mm-hmm. And I was able to make sure everybody was set up in the morning and then Mm -hmm. go about my business and not Mm -hmm. worry about a four-year-old or anything. They were older, so it was okay. And still, like, you can either focus on, oh, man, this is disrupting my life, or, wow, I have more time with my kids. kids, We can all sit at the dinner table together. Mm -hmm. We all, you know, once I started working from home, I was able to take a lunch break with them in the middle of the day and just really get time that I hadn't had with them before. Mm -hmm. And, and frankly, get a little more sleep because I didn't have to be out the door at 730 in the morning (laughs) to get somebody (laughs) to high school. And so, you know, it's all, it's all choice. Like, how Mm -hmm. are you going to look at it? And are you willing to look for the gold, you know, in the piles of coal? Like, are you willing to look for what's good about it? Or are you just going to allow what isn't working for you pile mm-hmm. up? It is always a choice. And it, I make it sound easy because I've been practicing for so long. Mm-hmm. It's simple and it's not always easy. And that's why I encourage people to really decide what they want. If you're comfortable and you probably will be if you're unhappy, because again, it comes back to our brain, our subconscious mind, loves the status quo no matter if it's good or bad Mm -hmm. right doesn't matter it just doesn't like change it's Mm -hmm. scared of change and so we have to kind of say no you know what consciously i want to experience something different i want to feel better on a daily basis i want to have more energy i want to notice what's positive i want to see what's good when we make that decision and then we start practicing it Mm -hmm. small daily action makes huge life changes. If you just decided today to practice gratitude, I guarantee you'd have an entirely different life experience within six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, it changes everything. Yeah, totally agree. And that was one of my things with, um, like say with the pandemic, everyone hated, you know, being at home. And I was like, I love it because (laughs) I get so much time back, like throughout the day. I'm not like, just like the stress of like driving to work, you know, I get that, you know, extra two hours that I'll be commuting, you know, back and forth. And I could, you know, kind of channel that energy into something else. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, with my relationship, it was like, oh my God, now we get to spend so much more time together because we're not, you know, both going in opposite directions in the morning and then only having that small little bit of time. Um, in the evening and then now we have this little puppy (laughs) (laughs) and he's he's a chore but I mean (laughs) you know that the good thing about that is like having the time to like you know really spend with him and and, you know as he is growing up so fast 
Um, but yeah, just looking for those positive things about any situation, I think, because my friends always tell me that I'm like the happy one. I'm the positive one. <laughs> and they kind of don't understand it. Like, how can you be happy all the time? Like, how can you just seem like, you know, you have not, don't have any cares in the world? I do. It's just that I can manage them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do see, you know, if something bad happens, I can process it and I can, you know, kind of deal with it and manage it in my in my own way and in my own time. And then, you know, really, but still focus on the positive of that situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You have a course, a program called The Mastery of Self-Love. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that. So this is that relationship with ourselves piece. Mm-hmm. And so in this course, we really do focus on that inner voice Mm -hmm. and that inner critic Mm -hmm. and learning how to recognize it and stop it in its tracks. And then we really also tune into what's true for us Mm -hmm. instead of just doing what other people expect from us or want from us. We tune into what we actually want and develop that respect for ourselves mm-hmm. if we don't have respect for ourselves nobody's going to have it for us either right. mm-hmm. and life won't look as good as it could yeah and so we really tune into ourselves and learn you know even learning like what's a real yes for me if i don't know how to make a decision how can i tune into my body mm-hmm. to feel what's a yes and what's a no and just being able to have that in tune relationship with your body and your heart and your mind mm-hmm. is magical. And, and then you, we also decide, okay, what are some new habits mm-hmm. that you could instill into your life that are healthier habits that are supportive? Because we can't just quit a bad habit, right? Something has to fill that space. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we want to replace bad habits. If I, I'm not, I've never been a smoker, thank goodness. But if I were and I wanted to quit smoking, I can't just cold turkey quit smoking and not put something in its place. I'm going to have this urge and this itch to do that to do thing. Mm-hmm. And so I could replace it instead with meditation because it's the breath, right? Right. It's that breath. I'm taking mm-hmm. big, long inhales and big, long exhales. And that's relaxing me. And yes, there's nicotine. But if I if I drop the nicotine, but I keep the breathing, then that's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So replacing habits that are harmful with habits that are helpful is really important. So we look at habits too. And then depending on the person, we might create little rituals throughout our day or routines, right? Like a morning ritual or routine that's supportive. So instead of picking up my cell phone first mm-hmm. thing and checking Facebook or the news, which may or may not immediately <laughs> flood me with negative imagery. Right, yeah. Instead, I might get up and take a walk outside. Mm-hmm. Or for me personally, I usually roll out onto my yoga mat and do some stretching and yoga and mm-hmm. then meditation. And so really looking at what's not serving me in my life right now and what could I change that instead is part of that course. Um, yeah, so it's a beautiful way to really make you your priority. Right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because we are all 
people of service, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us are serving at some level to our families, our friends, our puppies, and we're giving and we're giving and we're giving. And eventually that cup runs dry and there's nothing left to give. And then we crash and burn and we feel Mm -hmm. awful or we get sick. But if we're constantly replenishing that well, instead of pouring from it, we Mm -hmm. serve from the overflow, take care of ourselves first, then the quality of the care that we give to the people and animals that we love (laughs) is higher and better and more beautiful. And they feel that. If I just say yes and yes and yes to you, and I am really in my heart and head thinking, no, I don't want to. I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel that disconnect. Mm -hmm. But if I've done what I need to do to take care of myself and then my answer yes is a true yes like i'm good and so i have more to give i'll give to you that feels good for both parties so let's play a little game (laughs) so i call this game the category is quickie and so i ask like a series of um rapid fire questions so just you know tell me the first thing that comes to your mind okay all right are you ready yep all right what makes you more happy, ice cream or cake? <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> puppies or kittens? Kittens. Oh. Red, wi- <laughs> Red wine or white wine? White wine, preferably sparkling. Oh, that's a trick question, actually. The correct answer is both. <laughs> <laughs> we will also accept rose. <laughs> oh yes. I like that sparkling too. I like it all yeah. sparkling. Yeah, I just got a sparkling rose. Uh, my friend sent it to me uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it was amazing. It's really good. Um, so next question is how many times have you listened to the song Happy by Pharrell? <laughs> <laughs> About a million by now. <laughs> it's like in every happiness class. So. <laughs> And last question for you is, what is one thing that made you the happiest this week? Ooh, uh, one thing that made me the happiest this week. Gosh, so many things. Uh, My daughter got a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) And this might seem so silly, but it was her. She's turning 15 next week. And I took her to a stylist for the first time. Like Uh it's been like the you know, corner store haircut mm-hmm. for her, but I took her to my stylist oh, wow. and uh, your listeners can't see me, but I have curly <laughs> hair and that is not always easy to deal with. And she has the thickest, waviest hair. So oh. she got like her first real, you know, shampoo, head massage, <laughs> cut, style, blowout, curl. And it was just for me as a parent, mm-hmm. such a joy to see oh. her loving her reflection, mm-hmm. especially as a teenage girl. Yeah, so that was really that's... cool. That made me super happy. Aww, that is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me uh, this week. Please tell um, everyone where they can find you um, on social, your website and everything. Cool. Well, fortunately, I have a unique name, so they can absolutely <laughs> just Google Tamara Zoner and otherwise TamaraZoner.com. I'm on Facebook. I do a lot of Instagram reels, short 30 second bite size happiness tips and uh, LinkedIn and really anywhere, but they can head straight to the website, jamazona.com for all of it. Awesome. I'll be sure to put all of that down in the show notes as well. Thank you again for joining us. This is really a great conversation. It's been a joy. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) All right. So that was such a fun conversation with 
Tamara. Be sure to check out her website. I'll put all the information down in the show notes so you can get some tips and learn some tricks on being your best happy self. So now it's time for the last segment of the show. So normally we do I Said What I Said and Tens separately, but this one is a bit intertwined this week. So I'm going to, and I'm going to do them in reverse order (laughs) because it kind of, you know, you got to build, you know, some, you got to build it up and then break it back down. Um, So yeah, my tens this week is going to Pete, um, I can never pronounce his last name, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, y'all know Pete, the former presidential candidate, former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and current secretary of transportation. Big job there um, with this infrastructure plan coming up. Um, but he announced the birth of his kids, a uh, girl named Penelope Rose, and a boy, a John. I believe his name was John August. Um, so Tensriel were adopting. He and his husband chose to adopt, which was a bit surprising to me because, you know, they are of a certain mean <laughs> amount of means and you know you they didn't go the sur- surrogacy routes which most wealthy white gays um do uh anderson cooper I'm looking at you but you know it always is annoying because they're wealthy and then they're like oh i just never thought that i could have a kid you could have had that kid a long time ago anderson cooper that little hundred thousand dollars was nothing to you for that surrogate, but but tens for Pete and the husband. So now for my I say what I said is that y'all could have waited for that birth announcement. Like for real, y'all had to announce it the morning of Beyonce's 40th birthday. And I don't even stand Beyonce like that, but y'all could have waited. Y'all know it was her day and y'all trying to take some shine away from her. You should have did like Cardi B because her baby was born on the same day as yours and she waited until monday to drop that news so again y'all could have waited but the entire announcement my spotty sense is tingling excuse me a little bit because it almost seems like pete is trying to he got something up his sleeve like there's a trick or something there because if you remember i want to say a few weeks maybe a month ago they put out an announcement saying that they were expanding their family or they're going to become parents but it just came out of left field like nobody was asking you that nobody was speculating about that then you asked for privacy because you said the process wasn't even complete so it's like you jump in the gun on so many levels there like nobody was asking for the information the kids aren't even here and nobody cares also i know one thing those kids better not be black or Asian, or Mexican, or any kind of biracial. They better not be anything but white. And I mean, like, white, white. Because if they are, then... And it was hard to tell, because the picture was in black and white. And then I believe they added some more filters on top of it. So you couldn't really see anything besides, like, the top of the kid's head. So that already raises some red flags and makes me kind of speculate. Which makes me go back to, you know, maybe he's gearing up for something and is planning to use these kids as like political currency because you know if he was on the campaign trail people love kids they love people with kids people love twins you know 
there's just a fascination with with twins anyway. So that was another red flag. Like, you got twins by adoption? Hmm. Okay. But yeah, don't use those children for like political currency or your personal gains or whatever. Don't take them out on the cam tra- campaign trail. Just stay your ass at home. I bet the husband's going to stay at home because what does Ch- Chasten Chasten even do? Like in the first place, like he looks very underemployed <laughs> to me with no sweaters on. But and is it Chasten like fasten or is it like chaste like pure <laughs> like a virgin because he might as well be i don't know anybody that wants to touch him for the very first time <laughs> because they as a couple and individually give me zero 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 sexual energy like have you ever seen a couple and you can look at them and tell like y'all don't fuck at all and you know what Maybe that's why they adopted, because they didn't want anybody to be mentally picturing them jerking off down at the fertility clinic in that little back room. And <laughs> I bet they'd masturbate to like videos of Martha Stewart knitting sweaters or like listening to Paul Anka songs or something, girl, because they look boring as fuck. Oh, yeah, I just found it. So. He, the husband is a writer, so yeah, I was correct. He is very under underemployed. But anyway, y'all keep them kids in the house because I believe the children are our future. Teach them well, and you know the rest of the song. I'm going to get on out of here this week. Thank you to my guest, Tamara Zoner. Be sure to check out all her information down in the show notes. Go out and do something that makes you happy, and I'll see y'all next week. All right. thanks for joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me, Maurice Smith.